In today's first reading, we hear chapter 40 in the book of Isaiah. This is a turning point for the prophet in his book. The first 39 chapters were a warning not for the people of God to take up allegiance with foreign powers like Egypt. But they didn't listen, and the warnings came true. That is, that they would be taken captive, and indeed they were. The Babylonians came in and destroyed their temple, carted all the people off in exile, and they were despondent, defeated, without hope. And here comes Isaiah, who had warned them of this tragedy, but now he is encouraging them with one of the greatest passages in the Bible in terms of comfort. Comfort, O comfort my people, says God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and cry to her that she has served her term, that her penalty is paid, and she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. What the prophet Isaiah is telling the people is that, yes, they are in captivity because of their sins, but it's a medicinal punishment. It's meant to purge them of their wayward tendencies so that their heart is more turned over to God because they have a mission. They were given the mission way back when Abraham followed that voice and God promised Abraham that his descendants would be a blessing to the world. His descendants, of course, is Israel who had a function to go and proclaim the one God, Yahweh, to all of the nations. Well, they had failed in that. But now they are being purged so that they can fulfill their mission. How are they to fulfill their mission? Isaiah goes on to say, A voice cries out in the wilderness, Prepare the way for the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Here, the prophet is saying, It's not that you have to go out into the desert and actually build a highway. Rather, it's a symbol for the people to prepare their hearts for a pathway that God would take up residence in their soul. In other words, to clear away any rubble, any impediments. So he goes on to say, Every valley shall be lifted up, and every mountain and hill be made low, and the uneven ground shall become level, and the rough places a plain. Then the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all people shall see it together, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. Those valleys, those mountains, represent, again, a symbol for impediments that we can have for the Lord to be present to us in an intimate way. Well, indeed, the people were released from captivity by the Persians. They were allowed to go back to Israel and rebuild the temple. And there was a remnant who actually listened to the prophet and prepared a way in their heart for God to come. And that was in preparation for the great coming of the incarnation, God so loving the world that he sent his own son. And the remnant, that very few, received God. That was the beginning of the new covenant. Then the prophet says, if you indeed prepare a way for the Lord, you have a mission indeed. And so he says, get you up to a high mountain, O Zion, herald of good tidings. Lift up your voice with strength. O Jerusalem, herald of good tidings, lift it up, do not fear. See, here is your God. Well, that's the mission we have. In our baptism, 
in today's Mass, Jesus is coming to us. Body, blood, soul, and divinity in a very intimate way. Have we prepared our hearts to receive him? And will we go out and proclaim as a herald of good news God's presence among us? In today's Gospel, Jesus, who is the very passion of God, who so loved the world that he sent his Son, so that whoever would believe would have eternal life. And it's this Jesus who says, if a shepherd has a hundred sheep and one of them goes astray, does he not leave the ninety-nine on the mountain and go in search of the one that went astray? Some of the church fathers interpreted this passage to mean that the second person of the Trinity left the angels and went into the fallen state of our humanity. We were the one lost sheep. The angels he could leave safely in heaven on the mountain. He would come down and rescue the one lost sheep. And he does that continually for us. Jesus goes on to say, if he finds it, truly I tell you, he rejoices over it more than the 99 that never went astray. So even more than the angels who are in heaven, one converted sinner is far more joyous. So it is, not the will of your Father in heaven that one of these little ones should be lost. Here's the question for us tonight. Do we have that same passion that Isaiah had encouraged the people to have and that Jesus certainly enunciated to save those who are lost, who don't know their way back. We have a splendid example tonight because we celebrate the memorial of St. Ambrose. In the early church, he was one of the great bishops. Now, he didn't start off that way. He started off as a secular governor working for the Roman Empire, but he was so efficient in his workings and so upright, a man of integrity, that when he tried to intervene in a dispute over the election of a bishop of Milan, the people said, forget all that, we want you. And they elected him as bishop. Now he hesitated because he was only a catechumen at the time, but later he was baptized, he was ordained, and became one of the most remarkable preachers of his time. So much so that the one lost sinner that he converted turned out to be none other than St. Augustine himself. And that one lost sinner, because Augustine was definitely lost, he was in a heresy called Manichaeanism, but he heard the preaching of Ambrose. So convinced was he of that preaching that he was baptized, and Augustine became one of the brightest lights in the entire church history, and we still are edified by his teaching. But it was because of the passion of Ambrose to go and to change his whole life from a secular ruler to now a prince of the church. Now he's declared one of the four great doctors of the Latin church with Jerome and Augustine and Gregory I. We're called to exercise the charisms that God has given us for the sake of those who are lost, where we have that passion to recognize how God has called us. Take the chance, take the risk, and go out and say, I will proclaim the good news that I've experienced. I will share my testimony, and the glory of the Lord will be with me as I give what I have received.